welcome back to the Riff Music News Podcast. My name is Uni Mojica, your host, and I'm so happy to have you guys back here, and we are in 2019. Today we have a really special group here in the studio at QED. They are known as Holographic Principle, a jazz collective that features Ronnie Barrage on drums, Michael Vierba on piano, and Nimrod Speaks on the bass. Welcome, guys. Hey, thank you. How y'all feeling? Good, thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, yeah. So you guys have been playing for how many years? How how much time together? How much Um, time have you spent? Go ahead, Nimrod. Uh, Well, I guess it's it's around like two and a half years. As a a trio together. Yeah, two and a half years. Wow. And let's 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 start out with um, telling everybody a little bit about yourselves, who okay. you guys are, and and then we can get into how the collective really got created. Okay. Right. So, uh, my name is Michael Verba, and uh, I'm from Krakow, Poland. Um, I'm a pianist, composer, producer, and um, I released uh, seven albums by my own name. And um, I o- recently I did a PhD in piano performance. And um, right now I'm concentrating on this project with Ronnie Buraj and Nimrod Speaks, uh, which is called Holographic Principle. And uh, we are really pushing this this project together. Wow. And, uh, now we're recording second album, our first album, uh, Dance of the Great Spirit, was released by Truth Revolution Records, and uh, we're very enthusiastic about about our work. That's exciting. <laughs> from, <Absolutely>. Poland. <laughs> from Poland. Yeah, I'm from Poland. Yeah, from Poland. Wow, right. we gotta we gotta get into that story. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Barrage. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Um, uh, actually, this is I'm in a I'm in a um, collaboration with Truth Revolution Records because this is um, it's also in collaboration with my record label, Mimi Kalana Records. Oh, and you have your own like, label too, right? And this is like um, this would be the tenth on my label of um, uh, recordings that I produced and uh, you know comp- composed. I have some with different artists, but a uh, lot with my own band and. Um, we have a mutual friend that was in one of my, one of my bands, Band Barrage. She's a wonderful vocalist, Chanel Johns, and Nimrod was the bass player with that band. And actually, ah. Holographic Principle was just united with one of the uh, great saxophonists that played with us, Rick Tate. He's from Philadelphia too. But um, you know, uh, I've been in the music thing for a long time. I mean, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know you did some research. Yeah, yeah. And. Um, for those that are not hip, <laughs> <laughs> but the the music is my life. I, I I was blessed to play with like a lot of the greats at a very young age, um, uh, you know. And I don't know. Yeah, tell them, <laughs> let them know. You, okay, Woody Shaw, Jackie McLean, yeah, yeah. Sonny Rollins, Sonny. Wayne Shorter, Joe Zamano, Jaco Pastorius, at nine with Duke Ellington, uh, toured with Fontella Bass. Um, and there's more. Uh, Richard Davis and Friends, Stanley Cowell, Cecil McBee, Reggie Workman, uh, Wallace Roney. Still working with Wallace mm-hmm. Roney. We were just in California, actually. Um, Freddie Hubbard. 
See, I don't know. So you gotta let people know. You yeah, have you to. know, you have yeah, to. Yeah, you know. But my thing is this: is everybody's <laughs> got an apparatus in their hand, right? So just I know. Google the name. <laughs> <laughs> well, our <laughs> listeners really enjoy hearing like that's where, true, that's where true, everybody yeah, yeah. where everybody comes from, and it's important. That it so, is important. Yeah. It is, it's actually is it's very important. I just like, I um, you know, I don't. I mean, we have so much to talk about with this future and and things because. You know, everything that I'm doing now is a reflection of all of those wonderful exactly. uh, blessings that I had. Exactly. So, yeah. Yep. Nice. <laughs> thank you. No, thank Nimrod, you. tell us about yourself. Maybe I should have went second. <laughs> my resume cannot compare to <laughs> Ronnie's. He just happened to be in my, in my line of fire, so it was just natural for me to go <laughs> to, to Ronnie. But, yeah, well, don't be afraid. <laughs> well, my name is Nimrod Speaks, and I'm actually down in the Philly area, living in Delaware County. Um, I've been there pretty much um, for the majority of my life, or my career. Um, I went to school um, outside of Philly. I went to University of Maryland, Eastern Shore, for two years, transferred, and went to Cookstown University mm-hmm. and for uh, music education. Then later, I went to Rutgers um, University in New Brunswick for oh, my yeah. master's degree. That's a great program. Yeah, and since, um, you know, I, I always w- kind of like really wanted, needed to be closer to New York, so I sort of like went in between like New York mm-hmm. um, and Philly, so I went to um, Rutgers, and you know I s- you know, started. I was playing, you know, in clubs in New York and still in Philly, and um and I think I I, I met Ronnie through Adam Falk. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know, ah. so since there, man, things just re- really been growing, and he, you know, this was assembled, and it's a beautiful, beautiful ch- trio. And a really good connection. How long have you two have um, you Nimrod and Ronnie been playing together? Eight years. It's been eight years. About eight years. years. Moving on to nine. Yeah. Yeah, and Adam Falk, I'd be remiss not to mention he's a really good friend and a great piano player and composer. Yes, yes. In the Philadelphia. Mm, Philly, don't sleep. Yeah, I know. know. Something about Philly. (laughs) Something about Philly. And what I really want to know is how you and Michael met because that is kind of an unlikely story and mm. you're from Poland and you still live there yeah now, I still right? li- live there but I'm in New York every couple of months so I'm uh, um, yeah um, the story is uh, uh, it's a very long story it starts <laughs> when uh, <laughs> well, we got time <laughs> yeah it starts but I I, I, st- I tried to put it really short yeah yeah uh, it starts when I was 11 and I was a little kid, and I wanted to uh, impress a young lady in my class <laughs> because Always she was listening to jazz, up. you know? She was listening to jazz, right? <laughs> and um, so I decided I, w- I want to also be into this jazz thing, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I went to the concert, and uh, by accident, it was a concert by a great uh, Polish bass player, Andrzej Cudzich. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he recorded an album with uh, Gary Thomas, uh, Dave Kikowski, mm. and uh, a, s- a spectacular drummer. <laughs> like something that I've never heard before. <laughs> I was 11, you know? <laughs> and <coughs> I was, of course, it was Ronnie. Right, right. And uh, I listened to this album, um, I, n- I knew it by heart. Uh, and uh, I was very much impressed by this album, and and it it kind of led me into into the way I into the music, into mm. into the into playing, into playing the piano, and, and all that. You. Yeah, inspired me a lot. 
And um, after that, 15 years uh, after that, when Andrzej Sujic died of cancer, mm. uh, I decided to uh, make a tribute concert for him. And I emailed Ronnie saying, uh, hey, Ronnie. <laughs> um, <laughs> You Why don't know you? me, but... <laughs> you don't know me, but you should know me. <laughs> and, uh, Little did you know. Saying, saying Ronnie, why don't you come to Poland and, and, and do a tour with, with me? Well. And, um, yeah, and we, we met and we played the first song that we played and the first just take that we did. We just look each other in the eye and we said, "Yeah, we, should, <laughs> we have to record. Yeah. This is some wow. serious, some serious thing is happening." Kindred you know? spirits connecting. Yeah, well, <laughs> he, you know, I think that record. Um, it first of all, I have to say, is a great record. Um, What's the first listener? What record is that? Able it's, to listen. It's called Able to Listen Able by Andre Dzujic, the bass player. Mm -hmm. Andre was a really close friend of mine too. I was really, I'm really saddened because he was only in his 30s when he passed oh, away. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. it's horrible. His kids are like my my nephew and nieces, you know, and uh, so. Well, family. Mm -hmm. and yeah, because I, I have a long history with Poland before I even had met him yeah. because I played with a lot of um, great Polish musicians. Uh, Michał, Michael Urbaniak, and Ursula Dudzak, Joach Smetana, um, Wojciech Karolak, um, a mm -hmm. lot of different different um, Polish artists, Peter Baron and other ones. And so I was going back and forth, too, and um, I worked with... Um, you know, there was a tour circuit where you would always go through Krakow or Moscow. You know, right? Th I don't, th I don't even know if those circuits still exist like they used to. But, but I was fortunate because I played with a lot of bands that went through that area. I mean, I love Krakow. Krakow is like my second city. I used to go so often. But there's a second home for when, you, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's an art. It's so beautiful too. People need to really go if they they haven't been to Krakow. It's just like it's like an art city. It's like I had no idea. Everything. Oh yeah, it's amazing. And all of the musicians are pretty soulful coming out of there. They they really do their homework, in whatever genre they're in. So it's, I I always love going there. But when he sat down, it was like, I'm like, dude, man, this dude got he's like got the vocabulary because, like. The you know there's a lot of piano players out here. I've been blessed to play with some of the greats. Yeah. You know, I yeah. Mean, I didn't even go through half of the other piano you players know. I played with. <laughs> Sir Roland Hannah and Kenny Kirkland was my roommate and all of that, right? And um, you know when he sat down and he played, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Where'd you get all this stuff from? You know. <laughs> but it was just like we. It's just like even now, it's like. And so my head was like ding, ding, ding from the whole time because we had another bass player, a Polish bass player, who's great. He's a great person, but, you know, the level wasn't where I knew that this cat would have brought in to, you know, his his input into the music. Mm -hmm, so I immediately, I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I immediately, I told him, I said, man. You probably <laughs> heard him. Right. You yeah. heard him. When you were playing, absolutely. So you were like, "Yo, I gotta." Absolutely, well, he's make been he's, <laughs> he's been hooked up with me. I try, you know, he's uh, he's uh, he, he, he you know, I gotta rein him in because he think he's hot to handle right now. <laughs> 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 but you know, he, he, I gotta wait. Wait, you gotta remember when now. <laughs> but I just knew it would be a, a very good chemistry um, with the three of us. So. Mm. You know, he and I talked about it, and then I called him, and then we, you know, we actually did a did a song and put him on it over the, in, over okay. here. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, we did the recording over there, and then we put him in the bass part. 
Oh, and it was like okay. that, Re- right? Remotely? Yeah. Wow. And then he was like, uh, yeah, man. This, he, I remember when he heard his tune, he was like, man, I love this music. I want to play this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, boom, you know. The magic it's, happened. Boom, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome. So let's talk about this new record y'all are about to put out. It's called Dance of the Great Spirit. <coughs> mm-hmm. I actually there's actually um a YouTube video that you guys could check out in addition to the actual record which is already mm-hmm. out like um they said on Truth Revolution Truth Revolution Records. Mm-hmm. And there's a video if you go and check it out there's actually images of Native Americans. Can you can you talk about that and also the concept mm-hmm. of the of the album and the mm-hmm. message that you're trying to yeah. that you want the audience to hear? Well, it's me. It's Mihal's composition, so I will let him talk about his original oh, your, thought. Oh wow! And then I'll I'll talk about how it just plays into everything that that I do. Yeah. Yes, I have this idea when I was writing this song of uh, like continuous spiritual dance. Because this song is is very much repetitive, you know. It has it has certain motifs that are re- re- repeating themselves, mm-hmm. and just just the way um, like the the dance moves would repeat, you know, uh, around certain certain point. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I wanted to use a vocoder, which uh, which allows me to transform my voice into uh, somewhat of uh, uh, Native American chanting. You know, yeah. What what is, what was that called? Uh, a vocoder, a vocoder, a vocoder, a vocoder, vocoder. Wow, yeah, because I, I heard that. I was like, That's not a regular mic. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. This, it's actually, it's actually, it's actually, it's my voice, yeah. and um, I just do some uh, Native American chanting on this on this piece, and wow. uh, I very much wanted to Ronnie to to put his parts in this in this song because. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to um the drums have a to big emphasize, role in yeah, music. to emphasize this 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 role and also to show that uh there are native americans elements in jazz. Yes. And um which is which is also very important for me as uh as a european person um playing music with with native american and black african american tradition which is which is very important for me mm-hmm. that that I am uh Putting my own stamp on it, while paying the tradi- paying homage. the homage, you know. Yes. So so it's it's like a balance, and um, maybe Ronnie would 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 say because because we have uh, uh, we had a lot of talk about about those uh, balance of of the elements in mm-hmm. the in in the music, and I think you have you have a lot of interesting things to say also about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, during the time when this was happening too, I had just finished up my MFA, <clears throat> and I'm. I'm I'm Native American and African American, so my whole MFA was on my family. Oh, lineage. there's and the it was like his, yeah, it was all of that happening, you know. And um, oh, I had no idea. Wow, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, anybody, pretty much all of the surviving uh, black people in America have some Native American in them somewhere. Yeah, actually, we did our concert in Philly that was dedicated to the African and Native American resilience and mm. power and spirit. Um, and the record that Nimrod was on prior to this band Barrage that had Chanel on it, I had a piece called Time in America with three Ks, and it's, it's dealing with that same thing. It shows all of the images and the struggles of, of, of you know, all of our people, but mainly the uh, African and Native American and how we get through it. And it has some samples of um, Martin Luther King and, and Malcolm X telling us that, you know, we got to 
our common enemy is to I mean our common goal is to fight all of the enemies so we can keep going together mm-hmm. and and prevail and I had just done like all of this serious research for three years on uh uh, uh, the mix of our people and, and all of these different, we don't even have a clue about the amount of communities that had that mix that actually fought off slavers and, and all types yeah, of Yeah, um, they don't hear that. That's not No, because they don't want often. us to know that. Exactly. They don't want us to empower ourselves with mm-hmm. that knowledge. If we did, we would make better choices how, right. how we deal with things. Right. You know? yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm a college professor and I've been teaching it for years. Um, because uh, I, I, at Penn State, I was there for nine years. I had a hip-hop, music, and culture club. But that was basically American history and talking about that mixed all through the music. Um, and now I'm in Old Westbury, SUNY Old Westbury, and I'm teaching the history of jazz and music of global cultures. Mm-hmm. And it's the same concept, you know, just, just trying to um, uh, teach the truth, which they don't get, you know. Yeah, give them get, that foundation. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was only fitting that all this study that you've been steeping yourself in to really now put it into this into this album and this oh, music. Yeah. So oh, it's, yeah. it was a, a pathway. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was just like it's supposed to happen, you know. Now yeah. we're here and we're continuing on the journey and we're bringing even more. And we did, the stuff we recorded today, I'm like, I'm super hyped because, <laughs> um, you know, we... We've only done like three or four tours this past week, but it's like when we play together, it's so easy, you know, to to get to places. It's like, and I've been in a lot of bands, and it's still some some tests and things in the studio. But with us, we're just like, oh, let's do it like this, let's do it like this, boom, 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 bam, and it's like done. Right. But in the process, we like we was like just super hyped, <laughs> you know. It's like because it's like we're breathing together, you know. It's yeah. That's that's yeah. really a good that's feeling. That's the goal. Absolutely. For you, that Absolutely. freedom and that communication, and the, and the open yeah. pathways for you yeah. guys to really create that music yeah. together. And then we brought in, you know, Nimrod is, you know, he's he's from the church. He plays Hammond B three organ. Yeah. So he Wait, threw that stamp in. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell just a know. little bit. Just what little bit. <laughs> is, there, is that on that on the record too or no? It's gonna be on the next. Yeah, it's gonna be on the next one. one. Oh, yeah. which you guys happen to have just finished? We didn't finish. We just no, started finished. today. You started today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, that's exciting. Oh yeah, we are gonna take our time. You know, that's the other thing I, I like about the. Um, you know, we, we have to take our time, first of all, because he's on another continent. Yeah. So we have to pick and choose the work so we can get together and get stuff done. But the other thing is that, um, you know, when you're thinking the the the, the kind of old school jazz mentality, I can't imagine. Tell, like, I'm on over 150, maybe 60 recordings with different people. Mm-hmm. And the jazz thing was you go in the studio one day and you knock it out. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> Meanwhile, over the years, you know, all of these other types of genres, they take up to year, five years to do a recording and things yeah. like that. Yeah. I won't take that long. But, <laughs> but you know, we, we want to grow. We want to we wanna develop. And, you know, we have certain, you know, and the thing is, it's like we, we're going so many different places, you know. But I, let him let him talk a little bit yeah. about his background. Well, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, um, I mean, I've been a part of, you know, um, groups, um, you know, but this particular group is, I, I can say it is very special. You know, like I said, I've been a part of many groups, but if you just look at this group geographically, we are all, like, 
thousands of miles away, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. Like, you know yeah. wherever yeah. he's yeah. calling. So, um, Ronnie Mirage, he's from St. Louis. Mm. I'm from Philadelphia, and it, and the record really does speak um, strongly about just you know what we re- represent. Um, being separated, then when we come together, it really is special. Um, and I'm really happy to be a part of this record. Um, and like Ronnie was saying, it really does, uh, you know, it, it's just not just great music, but it also uh, make you think. Um, like with the Native Americans, it really does pull that if you're not used to, like, thinking that, you know, like I was actually reading, um, Ronnie gave me some information on, like, the, uh, I forget the name, um, these people that were uh, distinct, um, mm. They were, um, they were, they were just, they vanished, you know, but it was really interesting where for the people that don't know, um, you know, in regards to like history in American history, this, this music, I mean, the record really does, um, uh, focus and it it takes different parts of just like the world, like, you know, what the world is about. You you hear love, Mm -hmm. you hear, uh, you may hear hate, but you hear so much and it's really powerful. And I think it's making a great statement. And it will make a great statement, and, and it really be it will be powerful um, now and in the in the future too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, what are some of the the tracks like the tracks on this album? Oh yeah, continue talking about your. Yeah. Oh well, oh yeah, I have a tune called Bachtify. Ah, yes. okay, um, okay. <laughs> so I mean, I'm influenced by European classical music. Yes. Um, when I went to school, I had to study uh, classical and jazz, but um, you know, actually, <laughs> it was a tune. Uh, that I heard, um, and I was just so fascinated by like the beginning of it, and I was just like, man, that is so beautiful. It was like, dun, 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 you know, which is like yeah. a Bach thing, right? So that's yeah. why I call it Bachtified. And me being from the church, <laughs> I had to put my, you know, gospel harmonies yes. with it. So yeah. I sort of took that and expanded, and it really turned out to be a beautiful thing because I love blending, you know, harmonies, rhythm. I love that. I just mm-hmm. do it, you know, I guess so naturally. Yeah. I do it also in my compositions. And it just becomes unique, and when uh, you know your me, voice, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, when I gave the tune to Ronnie, I mean, it's like you just got to put it in front of their faces, and they make it like their own, and this becomes even more special. Breathing more life into yes, it. Yes, it does. Yep. So yeah, that's so that was my tune. I it's, what is it called? It Bachtified. 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 Yeah. Yeah, like so, sanctified. Bachtified. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like that. Now you know what? Uh, so so the people don't get confused because. Uh, that was some type of typo. It, on the record, it's <laughs> Bachtify, F-Y, instead oh. of five, right? Right, 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 right? But, um, you know, he, I mean, um, you know, anyway, you, you got to finish that other stuff, yeah, yeah, that yeah, business yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, I mean, it's still, it's the same thing, you know, and it, right. it is, a, it's a magnificent piece. It's, um, you know, it, it, it uh, I mean, it's a journey within itself. Each it piece is. is a different journey on this recording. And uh, I'm like, um, you know, I did. I uh, we augmented two pieces that I wrote with like choir, and one of them also has like um, oh. five horn parts that I that I arranged on it. So we have two pieces that are augmented, and then we're basically a trio. But then within that context, we got pieces that are augmented because we're all multi instrumentalists. Mm-hmm. Like I play drums and keys at the same time, and he plays. Oh. You know, he plays keys too, and then he's got he's an orchestrator. So. You know, you ta- you taking us on a journey, yes. absolutely, a real sonic, absolutely journey, and, and, and it's a and production a too. I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a um, it's I I wouldn't even say like most of my records are always a labor of love, mm-hmm. but this is just like love. You know, it wasn't that real hard. 
mm-hmm. like laborious type of thing. Yeah. But um, it is definitely expansive when you listen to it. Um, so and also, also the way uh, I also, I also like the way uh, it combines different elements, not only musically but also like ideologically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, we have uh, we have Christianity mm-hmm. on uh, c- certain tracks. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. have like Native American spirituality. We mm-hmm. have shamanism. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this poem that sh- that your mm-hmm. uh, the grand- grandfather wrote. grandfather wrote. Yeah. yeah. And we have some European elements in mm-hmm. three compositions, right? Yeah. yeah. Two, two, two by me and, and one by Nimrod. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like it all is balanced. Mm-hmm. And I also like that that it shows that there are no borders, you know, right. mm-hmm. behind, behind us, mm-hmm. you know, be, between Coexisting us. Coexisting you know? and all of, um, all of that. There's yeah, a lot but of also mixing, yeah, mixing together mm-hmm. different, different ways to the supreme... Power, the higher power. You know, mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah there's no walls. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to go there. No, we are. Yeah. Because that's what we're doing. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what we're doing. That's true. And, that, you know, and I'm proud that we're doing it. You know. And there is also great respect uh, that we have to each other mm-hmm. and also that all those traditions have to each other. Because uh, when, when I... Um, when I am coming to play with with those guys, I just have to um, play. Uh, when when we were, for example, playing Black American music, mm-hmm. I just need to play it the way it should be played. You know, mm-hmm. so so I I have to do all those rhythmic stuff that the way it the way it was invented. You mm-hmm. know, just just straight the way. I, I, there is no. No place for um, doing something fake, you know. Right. And uh, and and it's or you get exposed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And with those guys, you get exposed really. Yeah, right, right. Because <laughs> you know, <laughs> and um, and and also I I like the way uh, we we have respect for for each other. You know, we're playing different songs from from different backgrounds, and yeah. uh, we 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 try really to to play them the way. They deserve to be played, and, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Man, I can't wait to hear this. I haven't heard it <laughs> either yet. I'll get you a copy if Matt doesn't. Have I, one better, I better. I <laughs> better. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, the, the world really needs something like this right now. It's absolutely. It sounds like it covers spirituality, divinity, mm-hmm. culture, um, the roots of of jazz music and mm-hmm. then just beyond that and then yeah. the fact that you guys really connect on a really honest level mm-hmm. that's something that I feel like everybody really wants to hear it's got some so. deep history uh, as well My, there's one piece um, that I composed music to it's uh, um, from a poem that my grandfather wrote 90 years ago and this poem is in in the archives of Mahatma Gandhi John mm. F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King so he was he was a heavy composer. I have like I have three thousand of his poems. That, what? Uh, yeah, all of them even weren't published, but they're like amazing. He got his honorary doctorate from the University of Bombay and University of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Um, but he was known internationally because he wrote about, um, you know, uh, environmental justice issues, which covers everything: human rights, civil mm-hmm. rights, all of those things. Yeah. And you know, his inspiration were those people that. You know, he sent poetry to, and they were like, "Oh wow, we, you know, we're gonna." So I have all of the documents where he got from 
the uh, the uh, the Kennedy estate, the Gandhi estate, and all is saying, oh, we you know this work is beautiful is in our archive. Uh, that's another um, project of mine is to you know bring to light a lot of his music. I, I've um, been working on a composition for another one of his pieces. You guys are gonna hear. Well, hopefully try to get it on this next yeah. next recording. Yeah. But um, he was just an incredible man. And if I'm thinking about it right, uh, age-wise, he was only like 20 years old when he wrote this poem. But the poem is so heavy, you know. And it's like a it's an anthem and a prayer for me. Um, I you know I I I think those words every single day after I learned this poem because it helps me get through this crap out mm -hmm. here yeah you know and it lets me know that i'm connected to something that's way more powerful you know and the fact that you know uh i just feel we have to live that way people people don't know the truth of our, our, our what, what we really come through they, they 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 disgrace over the uh the black holocaust you know the whole the native Absolutely. american holocaust they just stay mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. you know they just don't want to look at it and all of the things that are happening is evidence of that, you know. Um, so, my I've also learned as a very young age that anytime we're in front of people and we have a chance to perform this great gift that we've been giving, we also have to educate. We also have to, yeah. and we also have to in in the, in the same space of educating, we have to pay homage to where we come from, and we have to inspire to where we really want to go. You know, and yeah. so um, the changes that I want to make that are positive for everybody is not just for me and my family. It's for everybody because this whole Next generation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're suffering uh, badly as a human race. You know, people yeah. are looking at us. All of these walls and these divisions and all of this ignorant stuff going on right we now. Gotta tear them down. It's, uh, it's absolutely, absolutely. So piece by piece, brick by brick. Yeah, that's right, right, and person by person. That's why I love teaching mm -hmm. too, because, you know, um, I mean, the the reward for me is when students are like, "Dag Professor B, I never heard this before, and now that I'm finding out, it's changed my whole trajectory." Yeah, I bet you know, each and every one of us can remember the first time like that you you hear about our history, mm -hmm. and it hits you, and and you're like. Man, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it opens up a whole, for lack of better words, it opens up a whole curiosity, mm -hmm. and you just see it. Mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. It's like the Matrix, basically, yeah. Yeah. like taking that absolutely that pill. That's it. That's it. Right, and unhooking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> unhooking from what you've been told, yeah. the lies. You know, the lies our teachers told us. Exactly. You know, right. The ones from earlier on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, so we actually only talked about two different tunes on on the album in like real detail. Your um, Bach, Bach defied. Bach defied. Yeah. Well, we talked about three. And yes, the one with the with the choirs and uh, yeah, God's yes. only black man. That's the poem. And then his, we talked about that. Yes, God's so. What the piece, was God's only black man? God's only black man. Mm -hmm. And your piece was called Dance of the Great Spirit. Dance of the Great Spirit, which is the title track. Right. And then what else is what else is on the album? Tapestry. Yeah, Tapestry. I mean, I, I contributed with with two uh, pieces also. There, um, the two other pieces. These two other pieces. I um, the one is the first one is called Spring, and mm -hmm. it's a very special song for me because uh, the moment that I wrote this song, it marks 
the moment when I um, when I started to be uh, this instrumentalist and this human being that I am now. Mm-hmm. It was it was a very hard time for me, like f- six years ago, and uh, it was uh, very very dark. And um, one one time, I just I just sit on in the p- sit on the piano and and I just play this song it, it just came out like a melody yeah mm-hmm. and um and and i looked at my hands and i said uh to myself hey i'm i'm playing like i always wanted to play i've i'm playing like i am uh releasing my own feelings into the music mm-hmm. and it 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 creates beauty and uh there is no uh wall between me and and, <laughs> and the medium and the piano you know Yep. So um so there are no borders for me in 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 artistic expression. So <coughs> so this song is very very important for me and uh it also has a a, a great meaning that that we recorded it uh, uh, um on on the first album I did in in New York. <coughs> and uh the second the second one is called Tapestry. It's basically uh I wanted to have a song that that has uh melody from my background from polish background yeah but that will use um um different uh, african-american polyrhythms and 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 jazz Mm -hmm. structures um because uh, i believe that uh if if you want to play this music correctly if you want to impress somebody with this this music like influence somebody with this music Mm -hmm. uh you have to be true to your own background because that's that's the only way uh i can be um i can pay homage to to the artists that came right. before me you know because they <coughs> they were true to, to their own cultures you know exactly and and uh since since i am from from uh east Euro- eastern europe i just need to put uh, those kind of uh, uh vibes into my music while uh playing <coughs> also like uh black Amer- african american uh, uh part of right. this music you know you know what i mean yeah exactly so um so this is this is the song called called tapestry, tapestry. and that's the key for for uh, this song is it like is it a ballad or no no it's it? it's it's like uh uh <laughs> it's like a f- fast uh, six eight song okay um, yeah yeah with uh, with, uh, with a beautiful melody i i like beautiful melodies so you just <laughs> And and it feels like um, the 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 blossoming of a new season. It's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> it takes you there. Right. You so know? like I, the first thing I thought of was when you do see a tapestry, you see all of the different designs and colors, mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. flower mm-hmm. type of blooming. So yeah, yeah. Bo- both of those songs he's talking about, they do that. You just yeah, you see it flower blooming. Yeah, I just nice. want to uplift the listener. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So then uh, I think so the, the <coughs> remainder of the songs, uh, we chose to do a, a great cover that I grew up with. It's like, um, actually, when I when I used to, I used to cry. I still cry to it, the original. I'm nowhere like the original. <laughs> but we, 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 we put our heart and soul into this um, cover. It's a Donny Hathaway piece Ooh. called Someday, Someday We'll All Be Free. You know, so it's kind of like we we um we start the recording, we end the recording with that. It's like a prayer, and we start the recording like a prayer. Everything we do anyway, we pray before mm-hmm. we do it, right? Because mm-hmm. we need that power. But and so, 
The first piece is called Always. A composition of mine is based on Psalm 9. You know, uh, the fact that God will be always present and prevalent. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, get you through how you get through, you know, when you you, you pay respect to to Christ. So that's how it starts out. That first one is um, with the choir from my... Uh, selected members from my church, um, Emmanuel Baptist Church here in Brooklyn. Oh, in How Brooklyn. big is the choir? Quinn. Um, it's only it's only five members, but you know I double thin them on the recording. Yeah, of yeah. Course. But it's but the choir from the church is huge, but I couldn't. You couldn't get the whole church up in the, the studio. Church, <laughs> it costs a little more money for the right, first right. record. Now the second record, maybe. However, <laughs> but um, anyway, so yeah, that starts with that. And that first piece also has a, a, a great uh, horn section of selected horn players, you know, that play around here. Uh, really good friends of mine, and James. Their names. Yeah, James Stewart. He's playing tenor, alto, oh, yeah. and flute. He's a multi-readman. Frank Lacey is playing trombone. Oh, no, you stop. Know, That's perfect. Uh, Roots is my boy. <laughs> I love Roots. <laughs> yeah, man. And then um, uh, uh, um, uh, Dre, um, Anton Dreyer. It's playing trumpet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. So they're on there. Uh, and then, let's see, uh, another one of my pieces is called Celestial Moods, which is a piece. This is um, this piece has morphed over the years. I wrote this piece a while ago for uh, my dear friend Kenny Kirkland, who passed away, mm. and my, my dear friend and mentor Elvin Jones. It was actually first written for them to play. You know, uh, uh, of course, I started developing the the piece in the, in the early um, band I had, the Barrage Ensemble, that featured Marcus Miller and Kenny Kirkland mm-hmm. and Joe Ford on alto sax. Oh, I love Joe um, Ford. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, he's my <laughs> uncle. He, he was, when I got with McCoy, I was like 18 or 19, and he's the elder statesman that kept me in line and away from certain things. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uncle Joe. So, uncle Joe, yeah. But uh, anyway, so so okay, so then that's on there, and then uh, what's the vibe of that? Of that, I'm like Celeste Kenny Moods, Kirkland and well, Elvin. Celeste, it's yeah, Celeste be... Moods is about the the you know the heavens opening up, and, yes. and but it's also in some kind of way dedicated to you know like um the 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 social injustices that we're still going on because I believe that the temperament of us as human beings also dictates what happens in our heavens and in the skies mm-hmm. and vice versa. And when there's turmoil and turbulence, you know, the the, the heavens will show us the the you know the earth will I let mean, us the know. The earth will God let us know. Let us we know. Are, <laughs> yeah, you know, and we're in uh, global warming we're right, right now because of ignorant stuff that we've done to ourselves right and to our our, 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 our earth, you know. So mm-hmm. it has those elements in it. Um mm-hmm. and that one is one that I'm I've also developed years ago because I played drums and keys at the same time, melodies and horns. At the same time, yeah, Ex- same exact. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think I've ever seen so anyone do that. That's one of those um, that features that, but that's what that song is about. Um, so we have a lot that's of different beautiful. colors, and you know, um, and these cats just like you're gonna you're gonna see that on the elevated. next video. Oh, you guys are gonna post a video. That's on true. It? That's true. Yeah, we gotta. Yes. Like we, you know, we want to keep moving, and and I mean, uh, Dance of Great Spirit has been out there. We have to, we have to start enhancing with some other videos of our other work. So, you know, it's it's um, it's a it's a, 
a project in process, you know, uh, but it's going to get done, you know, because we, he was, he was like the other day, he's like, man, we got to get another video. We got to get another video. You yeah, know, like, like I enjoyed that. I was so glad. Movie. I was like, yes, there's content with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So, content. and I think the piece that we're focusing on is called, focusing on is, is called Ubiquitous. It's another one of my compositions for the fact that the, the black man is uh, first man on earth and he will continue to be here, you know, because we're definitely under attack. So, but that's what that piece is about. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's a lot yes. of rhythms happening in that piece. To reflect the change. Mm-hmm. So where can where can people find you guys? Uh, on the ether in the ethers. Truth Revolution Records. You know, we're they 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 have my artist page up, which is and now they're developing the holographic principle artist page. Um, we have a YouTube channel. Uh YouTube, I think it's slash holographic principle. Yeah. Yep. Um, we all have our own sites. Yes. You know, um, my, I think there's a both dot com, but mine is dot biz, mm-hmm. B-I-Z. Um, and then, um, uh, I don't know. It's all kind of places. Are you on <laughs> the social medias? Like the oh, Instagrams yeah, yeah. and the Twitters? Instagram. We're all on the... Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. Cool. Make sure y'all follow these guys. They're doing great things. They're saying great things, and they're creating incredible music. Don't be afraid to reach out. Check them out and their gigs. Support them. It's so important. And we're so happy that you guys took the time to listen to this and their story. And please come back and please download the Riff app where you can also probably find them too. Articles, gigs, music videos, and much more. Thank you for joining us. And see you next time. here with the Truth Revolution Recording Collective Distribution Specialist, Matt Chasen. What's happening, Uni? What's up, Matt? Not too much. (laughs) 
Always good to have you here. Right back at you. Good to be here. Yeah. So what are we? What album are we talking about today? So we're going to talk a little bit about Justin Brown's debut as a band leader, which came out back in December of 2018. Justin Brown, the great drummer, for those who might not be as familiar. Mm-hmm, or privy to. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I got hip to Justin when I was... I want to say a senior in the Jackie McLean Institute of Jazz at the Hart School because a good mutual friend of ours, Tabor Gable, phenomenal piano player from Knoxville, Tennessee, he was a huge and is a huge fan of Gerald Clayton, the great Mm -hmm. pianist. And at that time, Gerald was very active with a trio that featured Joe Sanders on bass and Justin Brown on drums. And this is going back eight years now and at that point Justin was a kid and he was 25 26 years old and he was phenomenal Um, I remember going down to the Vanguard with Tabor and some of our other colleagues from the Hart School to see that trio and being floored yeah I remember I met the first time I met him was in the Dungeons of Fat Cat. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Hearing him play in a jam session, I was like, dang, who is that? Yeah. Cut, so good. Cutting up the yeah, beat. Ridiculous. And yeah, ridiculous. Dealing, dealing. Exactly. Messing with the beat, for uh, sure. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And <laughs> the thing that's kind of interesting about this record, which is called Nayusi, which in Swahili means black, the album was recorded in 2015. It's it's killing, but it was recorded in 2015, and yet it wasn't released until 2018. That's and interesting. Doing some research on it, Justin talked about how he didn't feel particularly rushed to have to put out a product, and that in and of itself really spoke to me about the type of musician and the type of human being that he is, because I think, and, and we certainly can both speak to this as performers and as members of the music music community, a lot of the time young musicians get this idea in their head that I have to put out a record. I have to do it immediately. I have to, you know, stake my claim and whatnot. And I get it. I understand it. We've all dealt with those same thoughts. But at the same time, to make sure that when you are going to go into the studio, you have a project that really is going to speak to you as a performer, you as a composer, and as a conceptualist, especially if you're the band leader, Mm -hmm. that speaks to maturity, that speaks to um, a desire to go further forward with the music, and that really just resonated with me because it made me say to myself, wow, this was something that Justin thought about very conscientiously for quite a while, clearly. Yeah, he sat in it, and probably meditated in it, and Mm -hmm. yeah, that's... You de- that's not something often, like you said, that, that we see. No, because so. people just kind of feel a rush to have to put exactly. a product out. And, you know, you get some great records, but you also get some records where you say to yourself, maybe that would have been better if the person had either thought about it differently or waited a little bit longer. Right. Um, I can think of some specific examples, which I'm not going to mention, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just, just being real. Just being <laughs> 
real and you know honest i think that, I that. it 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 takes it takes patience and one quote that really stuck with me from justin was a quote where he says i guess my frame of thinking with anything is just patience and i just thought that that was that very a- profound that applies to you could apply patience to everything in life totally totally and i mean i think i can remember certain lessons with people like Renee McLean and people like Abraham Burton and Steve Davis and Nat Reeves when take we were time, students. Take your time. Pace take your yourself. Time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't you don't have to go all in because if you go all in immediately, don't get me wrong, there are moments where yes, that is warranted and it's it's called yeah. for and it's great, but there are also moments where if you can build to that, it's going to be that much more right. profound. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, when you're going to take a solo, if you're just jumping in and you're going to scream, shout, and holler at everybody, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, because there's no context for it. Yeah, or when you're trying to holler at a shorty on the side of the street. Right. (laughs) You're not just going to run up to them. No, no, because you're probably... (laughs) scare them away. Exactly. Yeah, either either that or you might get, you know, like a nasty look or some foul choice words, you know? So, especially in New York. Shoot, right. some of the cats in New York are bold oh, with what bad. they come out it's with. Bad. Yeah, it's it terrible. is. I, 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 I feel for yeah. women in New York. It's, it's got to be a rough, rough thing. Yes, but we digress. Know? So, but, <laughs> um, so Justin is someone who had the opportunity to go to Juilliard for free, got a full ride to Juilliard. I didn't and know that passed on it and decided that he was going to cut his teeth um, in terms of just being in the scene because uh, when he was in high school, he was a member of the Grammy band. He spent a little bit of time at the Brubeck Institute out Mm -hmm. at the University of the Pacific in California. But he also had garnered the attention of such luminaries as alto saxophonist Kenny Garrett Mm. and trombonist Josh Roseman. And he had the opportunity to tour and perform and record with both of them prior to getting this offer to go to Juilliard. And I think that taking that into account, taking into account the fact that he really just kind of bided his time and knew that, okay, I'm working towards something bigger, something greater. I might not know exactly what Mm -hmm. it is, but I know that this is where I am right now is not a position for me to put a product out yet. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the credentials that he has, he's been the drummer for Thundercat for at least five or six years now. He constantly is entire time. Yeah. And, and he basically is working regularly with Ambrose and Musery. So he's, he's working with some of the biggest names Mm -hmm. in not just jazz, but music, Period. Right. He's taken the he's taken the old school route, and his talent has taken him there. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, I look at the band on this album, and the band is just ridiculous. I mean, the first thing that that caught my attention was that he has two pianists on this record. He has Jason Lindner, and then he also has Fabian Almazan. And mm. you're talking about two very different players. Both of them are playing on different keyboards and synthesizers and digital instruments on this album. But somehow, and I think, again, this speaks to Justin Brown, the conceptualist, Justin Brown, the band leader and the orchestrator. 
it works. You right. you initially are thinking Jason Lindner and Fabian Almazan are so distinct on their own, but they're able to juxtapose their styles and really create one voice, which I think is such a challenge when you're in an ensemble where you're not the only one on your instrument, if there are multiple saxophones, yeah. if there are multiple anything. There's a nuance to it. Absolutely. There's a nuance to it, yeah. There totally is. So he has those two fine gentlemen, Mark Shim, who is ridiculous, but no one talks about. I haven't heard his name in a long time, and I'm really ref- refreshed, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. to hear that he's on this album. Yeah, it's and it's like you said people don't talk about him. They never do. And you know, he's playing uh an iwi on the album. Whoa. Yeah, which is modern. It is. Sound. It is. Yeah. And that's the iwi in and of itself is a an interesting device. Have you ever messed with the iwi at all? Just just the <laughs> just for like a second, mm-hmm. not just messing around, mm-hmm. but no, it's it's a whole different it's a whole different beast. It's not there's not really air going through it, right? But there is some a type of resistance that you do have to learn mm-hmm. and practice and study. You can't just be like, oh, I play saxophone, I'm gonna pick up the iwi. Right. Like, no, you have to sit with it. Yeah, you I mean, I I never never spent any time with it, and I've seen some of the younger cats like Morgan Guerin playing it, and right. it, it really amazes me because I I know that it has to do with a combination of the air, which, like you said, is minimal, and then your ability to just manipulate the control but in yeah. like a real time setting. Exactly. Exactly. And I also heard that I could be I could be misspeaking, but the the fingerings are not the same as an, a saxophone. I'm pretty sure I think you're it's right. It's more like oboe or flute or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I could I could be wrong. Yeah, and it, the the seemingly limitless palette of colors that you can get out of it is really what's kind of fascinating to me because, I mean, the first time that I heard it was on a Michael Brecker record because Michael Brecker took the iwi and kind of made it a thing in the mid to late 80s right. when synthesizers Which were... Which is that sound of, the sound of the time. Exactly. And at the time, I was kind of... not necessarily by it. <laughs> a, a little, a little, a little. And, and I mean, Michael Brecker is amazing. He's, you know, been a massive influence right. on basically every saxophonist post-1980. Yeah, just the just the sound, the sonically, mm-hmm. you weren't connecting with it. Yeah, at the time, I don't think I was necessarily ready yeah. to, you know, try to understand what he was going for with that but especially now with bands again like uh flying lotus like what kamasi washington is doing mm-hmm. like what thundercat does the electronic sound is is a lot more prominent and relevant for the times that we're in right it now. is yeah it it, to- it totally is so yeah mark shim is is a presence and a half that i would really advise anybody who's not familiar with him to just get familiar mm-hmm. because he's a great great saxophone player and rounding out the band is burnus earl travis on oh, bass yeah. and burnus is just great Bernice i mean great. yeah burnus uh is the bassist in sarah elizabeth charles's band scope um, i didn't and know sarah, they played together yeah sarah's wow. sarah's our uh trr collective home 
homegirl in yes. terms of, you know, she got her break with us and then went on to record uh, with Christian Scott uh, and is doing a lot of great things right now. And, and Bernice, yeah, Sarah's great. She's a, a beautiful human being and a phenomenal musician. And uh, she's from our area originally. She's a, a Springfield, Springfield girl. Yep, Springfield, Springfield Massachusetts. Yep. yep, so right up 91. And um, Bernice is, is fantastic. When I first heard him with her band, one thing that captivated me about him was how supportive he was because to be able to accompany a vocalist, that's a whole nother thing in and of itself. Right. Um, so I, I knew that he was a bad cat. And as I've come across him in other instances since that time, I've just kind of been reaffirmed or gotten reaffirmation that, yes, he's you know one of the top voices on mm -hmm. his instrument. But the thing that's really cool about this album is that while, yes, over the last six, seven, eight years, the influence of Robert Glasper, Terrace Martin, the hip-hop neo-soul thing has been pervasive in so-called jazz. While this touches on that, it also is unique because... Justin Brown, I feel like, again, I use the word conceptualist, and I feel like Justin Brown thought about what message this album was going to send for quite some time, mm -hmm. and then living in the times that we're now living in with just the socio-geopolitical economic climate, I think he kind of felt like, now's the time. Now right. is the time for me to try to make an artistic statement that's going to resonate with people, and that's going to be... Um, long-lasting that's going to be able to sustain itself mm -hmm. over time and i definitely see this oh, record yeah. doing that one thing that's kind of interesting which i'm going to read real quick from a downbeat article that was written when the album came out was this last paragraph which says just as he exercised patience in completing Nayusi, Brown is in no particular hurry to follow it up instead he said his next step will be quote becoming a better human I want to help us come together and help one another you know a better human and a better musician I'm just trying to do my part and to me that's what the music is at the end of the day what we're trying to do is to communicate incredibly profound emotions and sentiments but the the overarching goal of everything is unification mm -hmm. of of the masses and to get people to a point where they can vibe with what it is that we're saying the the emotions that are being conveyed in a language other than spoken word mm, amen you know so amen. so That's justin shame. yeah justin justin brown is is visible in new york all the time you can see him at places like the jazz gallery and at the village vanguard but nayusi is on all platforms it's on his bandcamp page and uh, he's just a one of the premier voices on the drums. And yeah, he's don't sleep. Not going anywhere. He's going to be around for a mm -hmm. long, long time. Cool. Thank you, Matt. Absolutely. Thank you, you. Thanks for hipping us and putting us on. My pleasure. We appreciate you. Hey, right back at you. Thanks, y'all. See you next time. All right. <laughs>